And we are now live. Well, so let's just give it a second just to make sure we're here. We're here. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Hope you're all doing very well and uh, you've enjoyed this. Hopefully, where you are, quite a pleasant yet windy day. So, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got a lot done, haven't we? Yeah, today? got a lot done today. Yeah. Uh, so, we've got quite a few things to talk about. Yeah. But uh, I'll let you introduce our guest yes. uh, this week because uh, I think you say it so much better than I can. <laughs> so this week on At Home with the Fishers, episode nine, we have Wayne the Woods Turner with us. So welcome, Wayne. We're really delighted to have you with us. Hi, yeah. Hi, Wayne. So um, let's just see who's on as well. So we've got Wayne Bigfoot Woodcraft, um, Deborah Beardall, Cy Smith, um, David Julie, Andy Pugh. So hello, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Um, Wayne Bigfoot Woodcraft says, hope you are both well. Valerie is an avid viewer now as well. Oh, oh that's nice. That's and you. they're in Italy. So uh, welcome, Wayne to at home with the fishes yes yes another one of uh Thanks for our, having me our live uh maker guests so uh wayne is, is very popular in the wood turning and maker community is a is one of the usual suspects at the uh events and maker central and new kiss and harrogate so i'm sure oh, you were going to say bar there chris Hey, yeah. So there's lots of people out there that uh, that know him uh, and and get to chat to him and follow him on on YouTube and stuff. So well, uh, so I'll tell you a bit more. Yeah. Um, Wayne has been turning since 1986. Ooh. Um, and you need to talk about this, but I believe he uses an Axminster lathe. All right. Um, cool. He also lives in Dumfries in southwest Scotland. And he has a YouTube channel that he started in September 2017. So I hope that was correct. Amazing. <laughs> yep. Um, All correct. Good. Was so, that he lived or lives? Lives in oh. Dumfries. Oh, lives. Yeah, yeah. I like it around there. I had um, a couple of days up there a few years ago, Dumfries and Galloway, and um, I was just taking my camera and doing a lot of black and white photography and it was it was fab i loved it it was really it good. is it's a lovely area it yeah. really is yeah yeah i had a really good few days um so shall we start straight off let's let's make a start and we have the same questions as we always have but obviously it's a different person so we'll get a different take on those answers and yeah we'll le learn a little bit more about uh wayne yeah yeah so so um the first question is why do you make why do i make probably because i always have done um my dad was a mechanic um, he did a lot of a um, lot of stuff outside work uh, to make extra pennies. Mm. Um, mechanicing wasn't one of the things that realistically I thought I might end up doing, but I ended up being a mechanic for sixteen years myself. Mm. Um, I was a mechanic in the army, and uh, a lot of the 
places where I was posted, the type of workshop that we had, it was sort of one and two man workshops. Uh, so if we didn't have anything, basically we had to make it. Yeah. So it came from there. Uh, the wood turning side of things was when I was leaving the army. Um, I got a, what we had then, I don't know if they do the same thing now. It's a pre-release course. And Jane and I had just bought an old cottage uh, just outside Dumfries, which needed some work on it. So I did an introduction to the building trades. Right. Um, bit of bricking, bit of plastering, painting and decorating. Plus, they let us loose in the joiner's shop where there was a lathe. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. Went home on, la- on leave and bought a lathe. And I've been probably buying them ever since. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's realistically why I do what I do. Yeah. Um, in the past, I've done other things. When I, uh, the first extension we had on the cottage, uh, basically we had the the shell put up, and then we did everything else ourselves. Mm. Fitted the windows, uh, put the plasterboard up. I did all the electrics, all the plumbing. Um, I didn't do the actual plastering myself. That is just something. I can't do. Yeah. Mm. Uh, can't do can't do that to save me life. So uh, we've got somebody in to do that, but we did everything else. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's uh, why I do what I do. <laughs> well that's really cool and it's, it sounds like you've got a great skill set there and people that are really good with their hands have always been good with their hands and they always will be. Yeah. Isn't it? You know, well that's this is what the maker community's like, I think. You know, it's people who are good with the hands and then they just go from there. Yeah. So you've been turning then over thirty years? Yeah. Wow. That's a long time. I have. <laughs> that is a, a long time. One of these days I might uh, I might be able to do do some good with it. <laughs> do you have a lot of your pieces in your house then? Um, I've got a few. Um, how many have the? Well, yeah, I have got a few. Um, mainly um, more of the the artistic type ones. I've yeah. still got in the house because uh, yeah. it's difficult trying to find an outlet for them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Do you sell uh, a lot of your work? I try to. Yeah. Uh, I certainly try to. Um, like I was saying to you earlier on, with this one particular cooperative uh, I'm a member of, um, having to restock the shelves like every fortnight when I'm on the shop, mm. uh, the stuff just seems. And funnily enough, it's uh, mainly the, the coloured work that's selling. Yeah. Right. Uh, the sort of round and brown stuff. Uh, it doesn't seem to sell that well, but the coloured stuff does. Yeah, yeah. I think I think people like something that's got a bit of an artistic element to it. Yeah. Um, I think it it appeals to people. Um, so obviously, all these people who are um, on the chat now, they all know you, and I know that you're well known in the the wood turning and the maker community. Um, what do you think the maker community has given you? I think um, probably a bit more of an identity. Oh. Um, it's certainly given me um, 
in some ways an outlet mm-hmm. um, for me work. Uh, it's certainly given me a hell of a lot of inspiration. Yeah. Um, like I was saying again earlier before we, we went live, um, Glenn, Glenn Senior of Yorkshire Grit, he's been uh, a great help. What? Um, What's it called? Yorkshire Grit. <laughs> the Woodburner's Abrasive Priest. The original <laughs> and the best. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, he's 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 been a great help with uh, allowing me uh, to to go on his stand and demonstrate the product and again get my face out there. Yeah. When you're not not necessarily a face you want to see all the time, but getting it out there anyway. So you said that the maker community inspires you. Who's who's inspired you and um what has that led to? Uh, Steve Trudell has inspired me a hell of a lot. Um he, he has his his downtimes if you like, but he always uh, seems to to bounce back. Yeah. Um his ideas, and, and I, I don't know where he gets his ideas from, but some of the stuff that, that he turns out is absolutely exceptional. And um, I wouldn't have even thought of even trying to do stuff like that. I mean, especially the the turn banana. Uh, everybody talks about the turn banana. Oh. Uh, I used to turn a lot of fruit at one time, um, but whenever I did bananas, I always did them on a bandsaw. Yeah. Uh, I'd never even thought about sticking a piece of wood on and turning a banana on a lathe. Yeah. Um, you know, so th- th- certainly these these thought processes. Um, uh, who else? Um, Martin Saban Smith and his colouring. Yeah. Um, absolutely brilliant. What he what he does with colours. Um, trying to think of others now. I think just the community in general, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, there are some exceptional people out there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we love the, the Maker community and especially things like Maker Central because there's such a camaraderie and people genuinely want to help each other. We just we just love that. And I just I don't think you find that in many other places. It just seems to be something very special about the maker community mm-hmm. um, it does um and especially people who are oh, that's probably wrong seeing especially people but certainly people who have attended maker central and actually seen what the camaraderie is like mm-hmm. and how easy it is to actually uh, to speak to the the really really well-known uh, youtubers mm-hmm. um that's something that that's um, that I found um, amazing because, in some ways, they are celebrities within yeah. a certain area. Well, for sure, some of them, you know, are within their own spheres. You know, quite famous now because yeah. of YouTube, mm. and they've they've you know they're earning a bloody good living out mm. of it. You know, and some of them, you know, uh, have been featured like Laura Camp that's been on. Uh, Adam Savage's, you know, one of the former Mythbusters. Myth yes, uh-huh. you know, she's been on his YouTube channel a couple of times, uh, and obviously you've got, you know, the the main man Jimmy DeResta who's had his own TV shows and he was filming. So 
you're quite right there, Wayne. You know, to get to rub shoulders with these people, and they're not they're not huge egos. Like, look, we're all the same. And no, they're not. The the thing that got me to going back to last year's Maker Central, um, I remember it was the, on the Friday evening. I was standing outside uh, at the Hilton, um, talking to a couple of guys, and Jimmy walked up and said hello. And he was asking if I was a YouTuber. I said yes. He went straight on and subbed, yeah. and we stood and stood and had a chat. And the next day, you've got people queuing for hours. Yeah, to get the, the the rest of science spray painted on them, you yeah. know. I mean, it was just. Uh, I thought, bloody hell! I was just chatting to him last night. <laughs> it is incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's what's so nice about it. Um, they are just normal it's, human it's, beings. It's funny. Uh, Maker Central just gone, and the one before, on both occasions, as we've got to the Hilton. I've heard your voice yeah. outside. <laughs> in, that, in, that, in that little uh, group of, of people that are stood outside just having a, a quick cigarette. But yeah, that's quite. I've walked up and you, yeah, obviously, you know, uh, very distinct for me. I can't see, and I don't, in fact, no one's ever described you to me. So uh, I'll let Nicola do that. But I'm walking up and I hear this, you know, Excuse my friend, but why I man sort of <laughs> and you're always so nice and you always straight away, how are you doing guys? And oh, you know, it's like uh yeah, so yeah, really I don't even need to see you because you've got distinctive recognizable voice, but yeah, two yeah. visits to make a central and twice you've you've said hello, stood outside, but it's quite a gathering outside there, though, because yeah, yeah. I can hear lots of voices. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 busy inside the lobby. It's hot. You can go outside. You can have a cig with your mates. But you're still talking about all the same stuff, I gather. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Oh, I uh -huh. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we've got a question. David Julie's asked, what lathes do you use? Right. I've got... Um, a small Axminster lathe, uh, which I bought a hell of a lot of years ago, uh, purely for if I was going to travel about doing demonstrations or maybe at shows and things like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I've got that one. The daily lathe I use is a Axminster 1628. Right. Um, I've had that for oh, a good few years now. I think I got that just after they came out. Mm. Um, and I've got the the Jolly Green Giant, the VB thirty six. Yeah. So do you know uh, Nicola? Well, the VB. Uh, you know, it's uh, the Vic Mark. It's uh. No, it's not the Vic Mark, Chris. Is it not? I'm no. Confused. No. Um. V, the VB thirty six was. I'm forgetting the name of the two guys because V stood for one of them and B stood for for the other. Oh. It's basically a. It's a big pedestal lathe it's a standalone pedestal lathe there right. uh, for, built for ball turning right um it's um uh, can't remember who supplies them now steinert all own them now it got it got sold to steinert uh, right. in germany um but it's it is basically for for big stuff right okay it, it, i mean um if nicola has a look 
it's um I can't remember if um if it's on written sheen. Um but Glynn's had a, a lump of burr on his VB today. Uh, oh. which I which I took down for him. Oh. Um which is an absolutely massive hunk of wood. Yeah. <coughs> I'll have a look at that. Yes. So I've I've got that for me um when I'm doing my big work. Right. So you mentioned that you've got a demo coming up in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, so what lathe do you take? Do you take your own lathe? When you no, have... actually, the the supplying lathe. It's um, the I think it's the Record Herald that that oh. they've got, which is going to be the first time I've used one. Um, but luckily, you know, if I can take all my own chucks and everything, because the same spindle size. Right. So so that's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, because we, I mean, we usually take your lathe, don't we? So yeah, usually take carting it around with us. Yeah, uh, Axminster stores are fine because they've got Axminster yeah. stuff. But uh, well, that was a no-brainer. I don't even know why I bothered <laughs> to say that. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to take one to an Axminster <laughs> store, but we take uh, my fourteen sixteen VS. Yeah, uh, with right. everywhere else because a lot of places. I've got you know lathes uh, with this you know whether it's a, a Nova or you know it's a, a record power. Obviously, a touchpad system is very difficult for the blind to use because yeah, the start and stop feel the same, and I'm there smacking the the stop button for half an hour trying to get the lathe to spin up, you know. But uh, obviously, for a sighted person like yourself, you know what what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, so the Glasgow demo that's this Wednesday, did you say? Yeah, Wednesday evening. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday evening. I think it's seven till nine, right? Okay, so anybody uh in the area, uh, I'm sure the club would it's out, it's, it's not actually it's uh Inverclyde Wood Turners Club. Wood turning club, and it's I think it's out. It's a place called Port Glasgow, which is sort of way out mm. west of Glasgow, but on the south side of the Clyde. Right. Okay. Uh, and you were mentioning there's a there's just sort of like a, a, di a different approach to this demo because of the <laughs> the, the comfort yeah. of the area. So do you want to talk more about that? Well. Alex, the guy who got in touch with us, um, basically said he's wanting me to do some coloured stuff. Mm. But it seems the wood turning club is held in a, a canteen. So I can't do any sanding. Right. So basically it's going to be all tool work. Um, they're wanting us to do a water drop bowl. Mm. And I think they're also wanting us to do some string pull stuff as well. Uh, so basically it's like Blue Peter gone mad. Um, <laughs> It's, it's going to be here's half a dozen I did earlier. Uh, so I'm going to have bowls at different stages of turning. So basically I can do some turning, take that off the lathe, put another one on, uh, do the Yorkshire grit, uh, take that off the lathe, put another one on. Uh, so it's going to be like that. Yeah. Um, but I suppose in some ways it's quite good because I'm not having to stand there doing bloody sanding. Yeah, which is which is not my favourite thing. I've got to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, it certainly be a different a different thing for people to see. You know, yeah. it's quite it's quite rare. The whole you know, uh, I've done I've done a project, but here it is. 
in its various stages of completion. So that's quite interesting. Yeah. And I would actually like to feel a project like that in various stages. I think the it would really be interesting for my mental images to feel one, you know, it's it's pretty fresh and raw and then here it is at the next step. Be quite interesting that. Mm. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure uh it'll be an epic demo even though you can't sand. <laughs> I think you, know, you must have to really think through your preparation to make sure you've got everything at the right stage. Oh yeah, uh -huh. right. it, it, it has taken. It has taken. Um, I say I've, I've got about five ball blanks all in different stages of preparation. I've actually got them lined up. Right. So I'm yeah. go right. That's the one where I'm just purely mounted on the lathe and turning the bottom. Yeah. That's the one. The next one, um, the bottom's already turned and sanded to 240, so now I'm doing the Yorkshire grit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I can actually flip that one round and do the top, mm. but then I've got another one that's been sanded to 400 where I can start doing the paintwork on it and the water and everything. Yeah. And then I've got one sort of which has gone through just about the whole process and I'm just turning the, the ball out of it. Right. And then I'm doing a similar thing for doing the, the string pull technique as well. I've got vases at various stages of, of turn and so on. And so to just take one off and put another one back on. Yeah, yeah I think it'll be really interesting for, yeah, the, for your yeah. audience. That I think, it, yeah, it's a very, very different take on a demo. But I think it sounds really interesting. And I really do. It'd be good to sort of for them to see all the way through the process because mm. as you said you needed 24 hours between one of the stages for dry. Well yeah, uh, when you're putting the water on, when you're putting the water drops on and then you paint over the top of the water drops, mm. it's got to be left for 24 hours for the water to evaporate or yeah. dry. Yeah. Uh, so, so it leaves the water drop effect. Yeah. So it's not actually something you can do in, in one session. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of getting to the end of the, the project. Yeah. Um Ella Mackay um said hi Wayne from David McLernan. Uh, and then David's come on and said hi everyone. Um and he's asked what was just wondering what do you do with your products when finished? How does he mean what do I do with them? Um I don't know, I presume does he mean at a demo? Um Oh right! Um, now I did a um, a demo at my wood turning club in January. That was uh, basically a way it was split into morning and afternoon. I did the morning demo, and um, somebody else did the afternoon one. But what I did in the morning, I did the um, part turned the water drop ball. Mm -hmm. So I actually got the the. The base coat down, then the water drops, and then the the two different coloured paints to mm -hmm. give the water drop effect. And I actually left it there as um, a raffle prize. Yeah. And um, so it was that it, it it could actually stay at the club until the water was dried, and then whoever won the raffle prize could take it home and and finish it off. Yeah. Um, I'm not very sure on Wednesday what they'll actually be doing with the. Um, if they have a, a raffle or anything like that, but um, hopefully they will. Yeah. Um, he's added a bit more. He said, sorry, meant sell or go to craft fairs. Um, well, you 
you're part of this arts and crafts co-op. Yeah, I'm a I'm a part of two arts and crafts uh, cooperatives where they they both have um, shops. Uh, so I've got stock in in them. Um, I only tend to do um, how many? Probably two or three craft fairs a year. Mm -hmm. I'm doing uh, a weekend one in August. That's up at a, um, a local castle. Uh, mm -hmm. That's quite a big event. It's like the country fair type thing. What and a uh, drumland rig. It's oh, wow. uh, just outside Thornhill. Right. Not far from Thornhill in Dumfries and Galloway. So I'll be doing that, um, I think that's around about the 18th of August. And they do a big um, Christmas um, craft fair as well, which is an absolutely beautiful setting. It's, um, I think I put photographs up last Christmas. It's right outside the, the castle itself. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Well, it's just such a lovely area. Mm. Um, We've got another question from Deborah Beardall. Um, is wood turning a full-time job for you or do you have another line of work? I'm retired, just recently retired. Um, I retired on the 6th of May. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you the truth, it still feels like I'm on holiday at the moment. I'm still waking up on Monday morning thinking, what am I doing at work today? <laughs> and then obviously I'm not. Yeah. Uh, so I am retired, so I am doing more turning. Um, <laughs> Trying to get me, uh, trying to get me name out there, trying to get me face out there, and um, hopefully get on the the demo route. Excuse the dogs. <laughs> no, well, they're, they're, they're trying to get their names out there as well. Yeah, yeah, like well, it's it's easier for them. They're louder than me. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I'm trying to get on the the demo. Um, scene if you like and i also do tuition as well yeah uh, my job uh, before i retired was as a trainer although in the care sector yeah um but uh, so i am used to to training people um, and i have got a fair amount of experience with yeah. turning so it would be nice to pass that on yeah. even if i do get paid for it well, I mean, you've got 30 years. That's a lot of experience yeah, to share with people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I suppose, you know, you can, the world you're oyster, really, isn't it? You can do as much or as little of it as you, as you. Well, uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what sort of things do you love to make? Um, at the moment, it does tend to be coloured. Uh, and textured work. Yeah. Uh, that's what I, I really like doing. It tends to be um, stuff that's around about uh, 10, 12 inches diameter, maybe two inches deep. Yeah. Uh, for like the, the bowl dish work, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, sort of vases, which uh, go anything from sort of four, five, six inch diameter, eight, nine, maybe 10 inches tall. Stuff mm -hmm. like that with different textures and um, colours and finishes on them. Um, a related question: Where do you source your wood? Do you have a good source of wood locally? I have now, although all the wood I get from this guy is wet. Right, it's all green wood. 
but yeah. it is uh, dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, he works on an estate. He's a forester on an estate. And he does know quite a few wood turners around this area. He does know what the wood's worth. Um, it's just that he's, uh, I think a lot of it, a lot of the wood that he, a lot of the trees that he brings down just goes for firewood. Mm. Yeah. So when he, whenever he's bringing something decent down, he tends to send the message out to to come and have a look. So yeah, got that. We don't have any particular um, place within Dumfries and Galloway really for buying um, dried wood blanks. So any wood that I do get from around this area tends to be um, either air dried or green. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so tell us something that the maker community doesn't know about you. I had to think about this one because <laughs> um, I've known the sort of people in the community for, or some people in the community for, for quite a while. But something that people might not know is that I am a keen cook. Oh, right. Um, a keen cook and a keen baker, although my baking tends to be um, on the savoury or bread side of things. Yeah. So you see, you see it with your cupcakes, and you go, <laughs> well, I like, I do love my baking. Chris is the cook, really, in our house. I, I mean, I can cook, but it just doesn't interest me in the way that baking does. Uh, right. And um, yeah, I like making my cakes. Years ago, um, my mum and dad had an arger, and I used to bake bread, oh, probably every couple of days. Um, just because... I, I certainly, I, I certainly bake bread every week. Yeah. Yeah. Jane's Jane's favourite meal for a, a Saturday is pizza. <laughs> uh, so I'm I mean I make pizzas from scratch every yeah. Saturday. And depending on the weather, uh depends on whether I fire up the uh the pizza oven. Right. Because I've got a I've got a wood burning pizza oven. Oh have you? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um and believe it or not, once that gets up to temperature, that will cook a pizza in under a minute. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're great, those. Um, oh, they're, they're fantastic. Yeah. There was a guy um, who came to, um, like, a, a, I don't know what you call it. A, it's sort of a park, you know, an outdoor, outside park. Um, and he used to set up his, um, he had a trailer, a horse trailer, with the pizza oven in it. And that was the best pizza I've ever had. Oh, yeah. Definitely, amazing. Um, it was quite unlike anything else. So I'm quite envious of your pizza oven. <laughs> well, never say never. <laughs> the wood in that yeah, you can't yeah, use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, I'm sure you know the pizza oven. You know, it's like Wayne was just saying that. You know, it gets up to such a great yeah. temperature. But you're gonna have the, you know, the added. Well, Wayne, you explain better the because I've never eaten pizza out the proper pizza oven like that oh, wood fire. but what what does the because i know what a barbecue is like but what does that heat and that smoke do what what does it taste like because the thing is that there's there's not a hell of a lot of smoke mm. um you've got to use kiln dried wood right um and there's not a lot of smoke the temperature gets up to between 650 and 700 degrees c Wow. within the oven mm. 
um, and it's just it, it, it just I think it's a blast of heat and the crispiness of the uh, the dough when it comes out yeah. it's just absolutely fantastic yeah that was what I particularly liked you love the crunch of things yeah yeah you? I do yeah. I, I like crunchy food and um, that was uh, what I particularly liked um has anybody else got any questions for Wayne that they'd like to ask? Uh, feel free to add them in the, the comment section. Um, have you got anything else you'd like to ask, Wayne? Uh, well, whilst you're having a think, um, where can people find you? I'm on Facebook under We in the World Turner. Yeah. I'm on YouTube under Wayne the Wood Turner. Yeah. I'm on Instagram under Wayne the Wood Turner 2. Right, yeah. My my original one got hacked. And okay. um, Facebook have been absolutely no help whatsoever in trying to get that back. Yeah. Uh, why it was hacked, I don't know, because they can't do anything with it. Yeah. Because um, it wasn't linked into Facebook or anything. So, um, so yeah, on Instagram, Wayne the Wood Turner 2. Okay. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, my my. Uh, so, what are your what are your plans for the future regarding your uh, making and wood turning? Where would you ultimately like it to go? Where do you want to take it? How far do you want to? Where take do I want to take it? Well, I wonder. Um, I'd love to have more people through um, coming through for tuition. Mm -hmm. um, people who I have had coming through now. It, it, it's actually it's quite funny. The people who, are, who I have had coming through for tuition have been fairly experienced turners, mm. um, but they wanted to do more on the colouring side of things. That was basically what what they were wanting. Yeah. Um, and they are members of uh, turning clubs, and they've gone back, and I've had messages from them saying that they've given the name or given me name over to whoever organises the demos and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's too late for anything this year. Yeah. Because uh, for I would say all of the wood turning clubs this year, everybody's been booked. Yeah. So hopefully, I'll get some phone calls next year, and hopefully, yeah. I can get on the demo circuit next year. That yeah. would be ideally yeah. what I'd be after. Yeah. Excellent. So we might see you at Red Rose. Yeah. You might well do. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was a there was a I'm forgetting where he was. There was a guy from Cheshire. Down at Maker Central, um, who was interested in booking, getting me booked for, for next year? So, cool. Well, that's awesome. But Let yeah. me just uh, have a quick look at the questions. Uh, Wayne Bigfoot Woodcraft said, Best pizza ever can only be cooked in a wood fired pizza oven. I am surrounded by restaurants at the moment that throw everything into the pizza oven. <laughs> I just cry at the quality of wood that they burn. <laughs> um, Andy Pugh, now you're retired, are there any new skills or hobbies that you're going to have a go at? Um, he said, oh, Chris has just asked the same question. But um, is, is there anything other than wood turning that you might want to try or something a bit sort of left field that you might like to do well, not necessarily left field not well not necessarily left field because a lot of people do um do do this but i've never been good with metal right okay 
um, whether it's been about the only thing I can do when I'm putting two bits of metal together is soldering. Yeah. I've never been able to weld. Uh, I used to be able to braze, not so bad, but I've never been able to weld. Mm. Um, so that would probably be one thing that I'd like to, to have a go at. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, no, not really. Okay. I just like to, I just want to be busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing what you love and uh, and inspiring and sharing it with others. I think that's, you know, uh, where we're, we're all mainly at. Yeah. But, you know, having a reasonable income as well because we've all got bills to pay regardless of. Well, that's it. I, uh -huh. We've all got bills to pay. So that's always, you know, a common denominator. But uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, uh, as word spreads about, you know, your demos and the few that you are doing, you know, word of mouth, it's it's going to work for you and okay. you, you're going to you're going to become uh, more prolific. It just uh, snowballs. Oh, sure. Yeah. Once you so. start getting out there, it just um, takes on a life of its own. Yeah. So I'm sure 2020 will be very busy for you. <laughs> Before you know it, you'll be like us and you only you have very few weekends at home. But, you know, we wish that for you. That's If that's one of your dreams and aspirations, we wish that for you. Uh, and it is, it's lots of fun, as you know. You're doing the demos now, but, you know, it's lots of fun. Uh, and you get to meet amazing people. And so I'm sure you'll do it. You've said you're going to do it, and I'm sure you will because you're a canny lad. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that's that's everything. That's know? that's everything. Uh, absolutely amazing. That was so interesting. Yeah. And that's the beauty of these podcasts. You you talk to these people that like make a central, and we talked to Wayne and in the in the exhibition halls. But you know, we didn't know anything like no. that about him, and it's just so great to spend you know that half an hour talking to somebody that we all know but yeah. get to actually really talk to them for half an hour yeah and it's such it's such an honor to have you here mate and uh we hope you're going to stick around uh and you can chip in and chirp up whenever you like and uh yeah that that was really 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 nice yeah oh thanks chris no yeah no. thank you so much for joining us it's it's really been a pleasure talking to you and just finding out a bit more about you yeah. So thank you very much. So, and I'd uh, just like to say before we get on to talking about what we've been up to, yeah. You see, most podcasts you'll get your 15 minutes of fame, but you've had your half hour of fame there. <laughs> <laughs> so, long may it continue. Yeah. May that half hour be days and days. Yeah. Yeah. Grand. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. No, cheers, man. Hang around. Have a cigarette now. I will. Mm. And I'll have a drink. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> So yeah, thank you very much, Wayne. Uh, lovely guy, and yeah, we 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 bump into him uh, at all the, yeah. the big shows and things. Yeah. So it's cool. Well, where will we see him next? Well, hmm, Harrogate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about that in a little while. Uh, but let's should we should we start as we often do chronologically? Yeah. So what? What should we start with? Is it what we sort of like got up to the last part of last week? My my bowl? Is that where we're going yeah, to start? Yeah, we'll start with that if you want. Okay, you're sort of like carrying on with the texturing and colouring theme uh, that that Wayne loves so dearly and he's getting a reputation for. Uh, and I say reputation, I mean that, you know, obviously. In a good way. A good way. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, as you all know, I, I aspire to be the blind version of Nicolau. So, uh, and I spent the day with the guy last October, an absolutely amazing day, uh, so inspirational. Uh, and, you know, it's, if you don't know, you know, the royal family-owned pieces of Nick's work and uh, the late Lady Diana Prince Charles and the Royal Jewellers Aspreys in London have some of Nick's work on display in their boutique. We call it so, yeah. Uh, a big fan of Nick's work, and I've, I've felt stuff in his in his office there. And you know, I did actually feel uh, a Viking Bowl original, which has you know really created some sort of a monster, you know, and he's become you know synonymous with this Viking Bowl, but he's mm. capable of doing some amazing next level stuff, anyway. I had a crack, another crack, <laughs> at a Viking Bowl, so. Uh, I've got it here. So can you? Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. So uh, this is now. I've called it. It's not like uh, Nick does the Viking Sunset Bowl, and I wanted to do something a bit more uh, moody. So I've called this Viking Night. Uh, so this actually took me uh, a day to do. Uh, so as as you all know, it starts stop feel with my work start stop feel, uh, and I'll show you the uh, got a little foot on it and the textured and gilted. Uh, the the first time I did the texturing wasn't deep enough, uh, and I wasn't happy with it. So the beauty of wood turning is you can turn it away what you're not happy with. So I uh, the texturing tool I made sure that I pushed. A lot harder uh, and the inside uh, it's actually airbrushed with uh, some of Martin's intrinsic colors so it was first uh, blown in with this honey color and then it was forest green and then on the outer edge coming up towards the rim was midnight blue uh, so those three colors and you end up with can you describe the colour? Well, it's kind of a real deep brown at mm. the top, and then it graduates down to a sort of mahogany colour or walnut. No, it's a walnut colour. Mm. Um, that's what it is. But yeah, I just find it amazing right. that um, you put all those colours in and you've got this sort of walnut colour. Yeah, so I was going for dark and moody and mixing those colours. Uh, but yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, absolutely what? It's absolutely uh, <laughs> chuffing amazing, if I don't say so myself, that I, bit, that I was able to do that in a day. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was flipping heck. My head was really mushed on it. And uh, if you can appreciate, guys, you know, uh, all the start, stop, feel, and trying to do it safely and just by touch and trying to really remember what the original bowl felt like and i was listening to nick's uh videos on youtube that are available of his viking bowl so i was listening to them pausing it just running it back a little bit oh what and listening to him describing what he's doing and you know what texture he's doing and how he's applying the gilt cream uh so anyway nick has seen this uh, and he's he signed it off, <laughs> which was good. 
he's it's got Nick's seal of approval. He was he, he thought it was amazing, uh, and so yeah, I just thought I'd just show you. So that's what I was up to the latter, latter part of uh, last week. It's a, a Viking night bowl. So yeah, love it, love it. T texture to death, airbrushing. You know, really, really uh, trying to get as much uh, mental imagery going as I could. Uh, was that the Sorby texture tool, Chris? Uh, well, it's the the crown. Right, the crown one. Yeah, same thing. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it had some the the uh, sort of like the the dimples. Well, sort of like the con concave dimples that was uh, done with a, an old nail that I ground the point off, and I just. Because Nick said sometimes, you know, a little bit of handwork on your pieces can make all the difference. Mm. So, yeah, I, I put all them punch marks all the way around. But, yeah, it's it was a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm really, really proud of that, considering uh, I've only, you know, felt an original for 10 minutes. And, yeah. you know, I've never still never seen one, obviously. But, yeah, that's what was up to the last part last week. So that was awesome um christine hesseltine says that's really awesome uh wayne bigfoot woodcraft valerie loves it chris it's stunning she says t plus g making that looks really nice david julie wow that's amazing uh christine hesseltine said as you move it the light reflects and shows the blue so just held oh, it up right. again oh cool yeah yeah so yeah it's uh amazing i was going for a dark color uh, something completely opposite to Nick's. Yeah. Uh, well, as sunset. I said to you, I I really like this because um, it just has a bit of an authentic look about it mm. for me. Um, I think with the colours, I could imagine this being a Viking bowl. Yeah. But I, I love this, the way it looks metallic. Yeah. Um, and the inside, it feels really good. Yeah, so all all you sighted uh, folks out there that uh, are turners, you know, it won't take you anywhere near a day to do yours. Uh, you should be able to do one, I think, within a couple of hours, really. Uh, but obviously, uh, yeah, give it a go. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun, actually, a lot of fun. Uh, the Viking Bowl, uh, inspired by Nick Agar. So that was that. Um, we talked to Anne, Annie, and John Furness. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, um, that was interesting. On yeah. Saturday. Hey, Bam Bam. Bam was just sneaking in between us. Uh, well, you were featured, you were both featured, um, last year in uh, fine. fine, was it fine woodworking or fine woodworking? It was a, it was a magazine, I think it's in America, an online one, um, called Fine Woodworking, yeah. and um. They'd done a piece on blind woodworkers, and Chris was featured. We hadn't been approached about it. It was really just a grab from the website, and they'd used some of the text from the website for the piece. But we're not, um, we're not bothered. It, oh, you know, no, no, we're not, we're not bothered. But we didn't, we, we didn't really know about it until they got in touch. Well, we only, we only knew about it because um, John and his wife uh put a, a post and tagged you in on it mm -hmm. um so that was how we we came across john furness um and uh, he's also a blind woodworker and a turner yeah he's, as well. uh, I, I think he's 
he, he doesn't do a lot of turning, uh, and he, he's uh, what lathe he's got? He's got a Harbour Freight lathe, he said. Yeah. Uh, but he really loves it, and then we were, I was telling him about the texturing tools and things like that. So he's gonna his his wife Annie was taking notes of the stuff that I use. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's uh, big into his flat work cabinetry and tables. Mm. Uh, John lost his sight when he was, when he was 16. sixteen. Uh, he's he's totally blind, same as me. Uh, so you know we're both black blind, and as we were talking, it was like, you know, I would say something. He went, "Yeah, man, that's exactly what it's like for me." And as as he would say something, I say, "Yeah, and that's that's what it's like for me." We had so much in common, yeah, uh, yeah. And how we described our our uh, blindness to each other and the way we feel and the way we work, it was like we were mirror images almost doppelgangers but when you're totally blind and you're working with wood you know we instinctively work a certain way you know so the, again there's that common denominator when you're blind and you, you're a maker you, you you sort of like solve the problem and work a certain way but it's it's a, it's a way most of us find the answer to them problems and it's very similar uh, and they were from uh, Washington State over yeah. on the west coast and he said as well that he didn't want his eyesight back. No, same as me. Um, it was, yeah, it was it was quite funny in a way um, mm. because we were having conversations with them that you and I have had as well. And um, there were lots of similarities with Annie and me as well. And, yeah, photography. Yeah. And, yeah, it was like, they, it was couldn't, quite... <laughs> yeah, they couldn't believe uh, how, how similar our lives were on so many different levels. Uh, but yeah, like me, you know, he's he's totally blind. I'm totally blind. We love what we're doing, and we love how we do it, and we love where it's taking us. And he agreed with me, and I said this. Uh, I've said this many, many times. For me to even consider getting my eyesight back would be a huge shock, mm. and I don't want to deal with that. Not if it's anything like the shock of going blind. So, yeah, and he said exactly the same, same as me, uh, you know, we're happy. And I said, you know, it's who I was meant to mm. be, I think. Mm. Well, he said something that, you know, he was happy with who he is, mm. something along those lines. You come lines. to terms with it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it, it takes about 10 years to really come to terms with going blind. So... Yeah, so yeah, you, we're going to be keeping in touch with them anyway. Yeah, um, shared phone numbers. Yeah, and you're going to FaceTime each other, aren't you? Yeah, and now before any of you laugh, FaceTime two blind <laughs> guys FaceTiming. The beauty of that is it's free. So FaceTime to FaceTime via iPhones, which John's got, it's completely free. Yeah. So factor in the the time difference, which is eight hours. You know, if we if we FaceTimed him at this time. Yeah. UK time. He's you know, he's knocking around and he's pretty much at home all week as we are unless he's uh giving a talk somewhere. Yeah. He does a lot of talking in schools and uh centres for the blind and visually impaired. Mm. He does he does a fair bit of talking. Mm. Uh interesting. I'm not gonna tell you how he lost his sight, but that was interesting. Yeah. Uh and, and I'm sure, you know, uh if you ever wanted to know, you could you could drop them a line. I'm not going to mention it, but it, that that was uh, a flipping OMG moment when he yeah. told me. Yeah, 
So, but yeah, very, very interesting talking to them. And um, it's just kind of nice to talk to people who understand your world, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. actually living it as well. Mm. Um, and it was, yeah, just very much on our wavelength and but blind we'll, jokes. Yeah, we're going to keep and, in touch and then... And hopefully, um, we didn't ask on the actual call, but it would be great to have him on this podcast yeah, I'm, I'm too. Sure, I'm sure he'll... he'll uh, get involved with that yeah uh, yeah he's an amazing guy uh yeah and like so many blind were in the in the victorian times you know fine cabinet makers mm. uh musicians or cabinet makers the blind have always been very good at so mm. we've always been very good at working with wood um so talking of the podcast and make monday um we've started compiling a list of people that we'd like to ask to join us we've got a couple of people who've already expressed interest and we're going to get them lined up but if any of you would like to be on the podcast just let us know and as we've said before um you don't have to have been a maker for 30 years like wayne it can be anybody who makes 30 days 30 days yeah let whatever. us know what it's like just you know you're a maker and it's something that you feel uh, passionately about um we'd love to have you on the podcast mm. um next week there won't be a live podcast um because we've got a meeting so um we will be recording a podcast which we will i'll schedule for monday at half past seven um but it's unlikely that we'll be here um so yeah we're just getting it in <laughs> yeah sorry about that guys uh but the following uh, service will be resumed and we'll have another uh guest maker yeah um so <laughs> yeah basketball hall <laughs> that's classic yeah. um we're in Basingstoke this weekend um, at Axminster Basingstoke. Yes, uh, same sort of like rules apply. We'll be leaving here Thursday, sorry, Friday morning-ish uh, and heading on down, down, not as far down as Devon. No. Mind you, that did that, go really yeah. well that trip, didn't it? <laughs> you know, five and a half hours down. Yeah, uh, four but, hours back. Yeah. I don't know how we did that. No, don't know how we did that. <laughs> I think we must have been. We must have been in a. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, hopefully it won't be too bad a journey. No. So what are you going to make? Have you decided? Uh, I haven't actually. No, I've not. Do been. a Viking ball. Do a Viking bowl, yeah. Well, that that'd be that that'd be the full day taken up. But yeah, that is that is a possibility. I may do uh, a Viking bowl, uh, and I'm sure Nick Nick wouldn't mind. He's, he's, he has said, you know, he doesn't mind people replicating Chuck the famous Pete. You know, he gets the credit for it, and which I always do. You know, if anybody inspires me to do work, you know uh any anybody you know you it's nice to say look this isn't exactly 100 my idea it's my take on it but you know uh yeah don't don't forget to 
credit who's inspired that particular piece but yeah good idea wayne a viking ball i think you should and i said to you today it's a real shame that you didn't make a video yeah. um mm. when you were doing that well i didn't even know i, I you know it's like I, I chucked a piece of wood up sorry well put it on the face plate started turning it and i thought it just popped in my head as is often the way with me i thought i'm gonna give a viking ball a go and mm. you know it's like i'd just been listening to videos again of it and stuff like that I wasn't certain I was going to do it on that day, but it's just like, no, I'm going for it. And I did. Uh, and it ended up the way it did. So, yeah, yeah, Viking Bowl, then. Uh, that would be a good... It would be cool. It would be cool because you'll be there all day. So okay. you'd have enough time. Yeah, I might just... Yeah, I might as well. Yeah, all right, it's done. I'm doing <laughs> a Viking Bowl at Basingstoke. We'll say Stoke. inspired by Wayne the Woodson. <laughs> Yeah. Suggest, suggest, suggested by Wayne the Woodturner and fired by Nick Agar. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Just for you, Wayne. I'm doing a Viking bowl on Basingstoke. So, oops. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we're off to Basingstoke, uh, which is Martin Saban Smith's neck of the woods. Yeah. Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, so that should be cool. Hopefully, we can pop along. So. Uh, so uh you see that that's a booking for a demo i'm going to sneeze bless you bless you did everybody hear that probably sorry <laughs> um right so the other thing um this week um i went into Manchester I had an early morning meeting and um, afterwards I thought well I'll I'll spend a bit of time and do some photography so it was quite funny I was walking um, up a road and I was just really deciding whereabouts I was going to go and um, this woman stopped me and she said are you all right love I think she thought I must have looked a bit lost but I was just trying to decide where I was heading and then I went down a side road um, to look for some street arts and I was stood outside the back door of a, a bar or something like that they had beer kegs at the back door and on the wall there was some old signage um, in the brick sort of I don't know like etched in and you, it was very faded right. so I was trying to get some decent pictures of that and this guy came out and said are you all right, love? Hmm. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'm just photographing," but it was quite um, it was quite funny. Um, but I also, whilst I was in town, I got some little plastic envelopes. Um, I've been looking for some. I wanted some that were sort of that size. What's that size for the people that don't see this? Oh, right, yeah. So these are. Um, just over six centimetres across. So when I fold the top down, it will be about six centimetres square. And this is going to be, these photographs are from Inkify and they're just tiny. Um, so I've got some of my street art photographs printed. And the idea is that I will, I have left some already, but um, now I've got these little envelopes that I like. I'm going to do some more. So I'm going to leave these in the location where the photograph was taken. So this is just a grungy uh, shutter door. Um, so I'm going to leave one of these there. 
and then you'll also get one of my pink macro stickers so um yeah i'm looking forward to going back and leaving these Haven't you um, got a meeting in manchester tomorrow uh, not in Manchester tomorrow. Oh, no, where is it? Heaton Park. Heaton Park, sorry. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's one of my little projects. Awesome. So you're yeah. doing your, uh, your guerrilla uh, street art photography. What's all the clicking? I'm just, well, I muted Wayne whilst... Um, oh, he was on the phone. Whilst he was on the phone and now I can't unmute him. Sorry, Wayne. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. So, was he not muted at his end? Um, I don't know. Uh, I've done it. I've unmuted. Okay, right. Oh, okay. I was just, I, I just muted you whilst the phone was um, ringing. Yeah. Um, just for your privacy, mate. <laughs> but, but you know, I, I did actually shout. I said, "Oh, it could be a demo." Someone booking him for a demo. So. Uh, <laughs> Sadly, not. Oh, oh, well. <coughs> uh, so yeah, that's great that you're getting your photography uh, stuck up with a little bit of tape. Oh, in it's, little... it's well, as I said before, this is what people do. They go round and they leave oh. pieces of their working places, and um, you can go and. Just take them away. There was a guy um, who goes around and he has wooden spoons and he decorates them and collages them so they have faces and the eyes are cut out of magazines and they're decorated. And I found one of those. I think the idea is that you can take them away with you, but I, I wanted to leave it mm -hmm. so that someone else could see it. Um, but he does quite a few. So, uh, yeah, it's just such an interesting scene, as it were. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favourite things. You're so bad. I know. You're very naughty going around sticking things up in Manchester. <laughs> Honestly. I'm bad to the bone. Bad. You are bad to the bone. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm a bad influence on you. Yeah, I wasn't like this till I met you. No, not at all. So uh, that's that's cool. Any any other things that you've got going uh, or? No, that's it really for the minute. I've got a few secret projects underway. Yes. Um, but they're not ready to see the light of oh, day just I yet. Know, I know about them, but you, yeah. the things we're talking about today. Yeah, they're not ready to go yet. No. Uh, so that's that's cool. What I'll oh, You cleaned the car. Oh yeah, I cleaned the car today and I put a couple of photographs up on Twitter. So uh, oh, you should talk about Twitter. Oh yeah, I talk about Twitter. Yeah, I'm getting really into Twitter. So uh, it's easy for me to do, and uh, unlike Facebook, which is multi-layered and I find it really hard to navigate, Twitter I find really easy to navigate with my phone. So I've been snapping away photographs. I'm letting people know what I'm what I'm up to during the day, and just letting people, you know, uh, that follow me, uh, get an idea of what I'm up to that day. Mm. So today I cleaned the car now. A lot of people are going to go, cleaning the car, what's great about cleaning the car? In fact, we hate cleaning mm -hmm. the car. We take it to the hand car wash down the road. Well, the thing about cleaning the car is uh, I've always liked cleaning, you know, my car or my motorcycles and all that sort of stuff and having a lot of pride. And just because I can't drive the car anymore, you know, doesn't mean that I can't have pride, you know, in, in owning it. You know, I still own it. Mm. 
Uh, it's own, nice it's own, in a clean car yeah and it? I don't want Nicola driving around in you know something that hasn't had a wash for 10 months it's you know because you know Nicola goes into the city centre and she has business clients and meetings and everything so you know I want the car to look nice so yeah what's the great about cleaning the car well the great thing about cleaning the car is doing it when you can't see what you're doing so uh, last week I hoovered the car out yeah, and that took me all morning, uh, and it's 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 not like the same process on the inside as the outside, and it's exactly the same process as when I'm wood turning or making a meal or doing anything. It's that, and I said this on Twitter. It's you know that diligent adherence to a routine. So and I really enjoyed it, and it wasn't raining, and it was breezy, which is great. I was going to power wash it with the catcher and snow foam it. I've got. A snow foam attachment and i love to blast all the dirt off first with the with the carter and then snow foam it and then blast that off and then uh hand wash it and rinse it and then do all that but it was too windy and i thought i'm gonna end up wetter than the car you know with that you know high powered mist coming out of the lance it'd just be getting blown straight back on me so i thought right well i'm just gonna go old school hose pipe bucket and I have sort of like the microfiber wash mitts, which are a lot safer to use on a car than a sponge. Mm. Uh, so I, I rinsed the whole car off first. And I know when I'm hitting the car, because you hear this rattle, 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 ding, 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 as the water's hitting the car. So I know that I'm, you know, I've got my aim. Uh, so I rinse the whole car off first and then... Uh, that's obviously removing all of the loose dirt first and then go straight on to cleaning the car without knocking all that loose dust off and scratch it. Uh, and this is also me being pedantic after working in the automotive industry and, you know, doing bodywork and paint finishing and restoration, you know, so give give the car as much of a chance as you can, especially after doing all the miles we've done on the motorway, mm. doing up and down all demos. All the bugs we've Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I had half a ton of, yeah bug splatter on the front so rinse the whole car off and then basically what i do is wash a panel and then rinse a panel wash a panel rinse a panel and work around the whole car that way including including the bonnet and the roof uh, and doing it that way i know that i'm not going to miss any part of the car uh, and i always like to keep the car wet all the time so you know as i move around and it's not like it was reasonably warm today and blustery. I, I keep soaking the parts of the car that I've just washed. And so I work all the way around the car doing that way. Wash a panel, rinse a panel. And then I'll soak the car down again. Uh, and then get a microfiber drying, uh, microfiber drying towel uh, and make sure that's damp. And then I'll hand dry the car. And I make sure I do the windows and the wheels. I've got tyre dressing and, I, you know, I dress the tyres. And Nicholas said it looks amazing. It does. So, uh, yeah, so if, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that if you don't follow me on Twitter, that you start following me on Twitter <laughs> because you'll find out what sort of stuff I'm doing day to day. And it's a, more of an insight into the day to day life of a blind person. Like, you know, yeah. Going, going to the car wash down the road is great if you absolutely have to, but I'd I'd be grudge chucking someone a tenner 
And then Nicola gets back and says, Well, bloody missed a bit. There's a triangle of dirt there on that back panel. I'm like, Flipping out, you're paying someone to do that. I can do a better job than that. I can't see what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, I've spent uh, a few hours on oh, it. Oh, yeah, it was just hours. It was all morning, yeah. weren't it? So, uh, that's what I it did. does look lovely though that's what i did so it's had yeah. it's had uh, a good hoover out last week inside uh, and it's had a, a, a good wash and buff today uh, i haven't polished it but i've used lots and lots of wash and wax uh, but yeah it's getting it's getting ready now for another polish uh, so yeah that was cool thoroughly enjoyed it hard work but it was it was a good car washing day yeah mm. Uh, so that's it really. Oh, are we saying anything about Harrogate? Yes, we will. Uh, I had an interesting phone call uh, the latter part of last week. Now, the Axminster Group, uh, I'm saying Axminster Tools and Machinery, the Axminster Group, they have some uh, sort of like satellite businesses that are part of Axminster. And one of them is Brymark Tools, and they were in attendance at Maker Central. Now, Brymark Tools are one of the country's main importers for Tormek and Proxon. And of course, you can buy Tormek and Proxon uh, in Axminster stores. So, we was talking to uh, Megan mm. uh, from Axminster slash Brymark, Clive from Axminster slash Brymark, and Pontus, who's uh, a Swedish guy, and he, he demonstrates and represents Tormac all over the world, does all the trade shows and craft shows in America, everywhere, Pontus. So we're talking to him uh, and I was saying that, you know, uh, I, I use all the Tormac jigs, but on a, a uh, not as well-known uh, version of the Tormac. And that was simply because at the time I didn't have the money. And <coughs> it is a considered purchase, mm. Tormac, and they're expensive, but... You know, it's, uh, you know, of its type, the best out there. So I was saying, you know, yeah, I'd love a Tormac, but could never afford one. But I use the Tormac jigs, which are so easy to use, and it's repeatability and so safe for me. So anyway, when we got to the Devon headquarters, mm. there was that new T8, which I've done the unboxing video yeah. of and talked about. Anyway, the phone call was about uh, having me demonstrate on Tormek's stand at Harrogate. So it's 99% certain that they're going to book a, a stand there. So I'll be on stand with Clive of Brymark Tools and Pontus, uh, who is Swedish, Pontus of Tormek. Mm -hmm. So I'll be demonstrating, doing a bit of turning, and then demonstrating how easy it is to use the Tormek uh, water-cooled sharpening system with the jigs. So that's that's pretty cool. So yeah. uh, that's a three-day show, isn't it? Yeah. So it sounds like uh, to be confirmed, but pretty certain I'm demonstrating at Harrogate yeah. this year uh, for Tormek. Uh, and apparently Axman's, because he sponsored me, are completely on board with it because... It's part of the Axminster Group, Brymark, that imports Ormec. Yeah. So uh, it's it's not really a conflict of interest. So And apparently, Darren, who's one of the directors of Axminster, it was his idea anyway. <laughs> so uh, that, that should be cool, mm -hmm. a lot of laughs. So I'll be doing sort of like a, a demo of 
two different parts, turning and sharpening. Well, we didn't manage to get to Harrogate last year, did we? I was exhausted. Yeah, well, we'd had mad October. Yeah, we, yeah we'd had October um, madness. Yeah, we were just fit for nothing, really. Yeah, were we? we were planning on going, woke up that morning <laughs> and said, I can't, I'm absolutely <laughs> yeah. thrashed. So, yeah, we missed so it. It'll be, so it'll be good to go to Harrogate. Um and yeah. see everybody as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Is anybody else going to Harrogate? Hopefully, me. Yeah. Uh, Wayne's going. Yeah. Anybody um, listening? Any questions? Um, no. It's quite a quiet night tonight, I think. Yeah. There's quite a few people on the chats, but um, it's, uh, it seems quite quiet. Is there any sporting events on? I don't know. Don't know, uh, unless there's still YouTube issues. But anyway, um, well, we've covered everything that we had on our list. So, have you got anything else you'd like to add? Not really. Just that no. it's been a, a quite a varied, interesting week. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to do a live. Uh, video tomorrow yeah so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna turn see how thin i can get a bowl with no eyesight so let's see how thin let's see how thin i can get it before i crack through the walls <laughs> uh but it'd be uh, an interesting exercise into my uh thickness perception uh with with no eyesight so yeah i'm gonna see how just one one thing one thing on that one chris yeah one once you get the wall thickness you want don't go back to it oh yeah no so once it gets to the thinness yeah well, once it gets to the thickness start doing the next part right. yeah yeah right yeah so yeah i'm gonna see <laughs> see uh well it'll be my version of what wayne just said anyway <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, tune in and see how thin I can get a bowl. Uh, yeah. Before it becomes a funnel. Well, not, no, uh, the depth I'm not too worried about. Right, if, the, the walls. Yeah, yeah, because I've got my depth gauge, so yeah. really I've got that. Yeah. yeah. And I know you have well, wall, thickness. Yeah, yeah, wall thickness calipers. Yeah, wall thickness calipers. I can use them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be using uh, the, the the depth gauge and the wall thickness calipers and my finger, fingers. Uh, let's see if if i can get a bowl really thin <laughs> and it and it survive the experience so just a yeah a demonstration and an exercise in uh push pushing me luck really yeah i'm good yeah i'm pushing me luck tomorrow that's what i want to do push me luck um, um and then you can do some piercing work on it yeah yeah <laughs> that's right yeah um Deborah Beardall, I think she's going to try and go to Harrogate. Um, Dave the Wood Barber, mm -hmm. I don't think he's very well, but I'm not sure what's wrong with him. Uh, there's a few comments about he's not not doing very well. Oh. So he was planning but unsure. Uh, T plus G making, looked at where Harrogate is, but I think they will give that one a miss. Right. Christine Hesseltine says Harrogate is a bit far for us. Right, yeah. Okay, well, that's a shame uh, to those of you that can't yeah. attend, but this happens. Uh, it's it's a couple of hours drive up north for us. Uh, well, not that, maybe an hour and a half, Doncaster Harrogate way. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, obviously, if you're living a lot further south, 
uh, or incredibly far north, it can be a bit of a trek. So, yeah, yeah, completely, completely understandable. But uh, yeah. David Dooley says, I've just turned an American walnut bowl and a Rowan bowl. So getting back in the swing of things again. Oh, that's good news. Yeah. Yeah, because you've been poorly as well, David, haven't yeah. you? So you need to stop this being poorly business. Mm. It's it's no good for you. No. No. Um anyway, Joe, hope Dave is okay and we send our best wishes. Mm. Um I think that is probably us done. Yeah, anything you want to finish off with, Wayne? Um I don't think so. Oh, I'm just gonna turn the camera back on. Okay. Right, I don't know if you can see above me there. Yeah. Oh, that's that's one of the photographs I did. Oh, it's lovely. I was admiring that earlier. I do. Um, I get some absolutely fantastic sunsets Yeah. Uh, out the back of us. I was going to try and set the laptop, laptop up so you can actually see the view that I've got, but... It was too bright and glary, uh, so that I do do a bit of photography myself as well. Cool, cool. Awesome. So I'm guessing it's a sunset then. It is, yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, and I did the frame as well. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. No, well, that's something I can't do. <laughs> well, you've got all the stuff in yeah, the workshop to do it. <laughs> Well, no, no, it's lovely. Um, well, you need to share some more of your pictures then. Do you share them on your Facebook page? Um, I don't share them on the Wayne the Woodturner page. And my Wayne Clasper Facebook page is a, um, a private one, so only friends can see it. Right. Are we, are we friends on Facebook? We should be if we're yeah, not. Be. Yeah, um, I don't have anybody on mine, but Chris, I do everything through Chris's. Uh, so, yeah, if we, if we are friends on Facebook, you'll be able to see some of the, the sunset photos that I've done. And they are, I'll just move the laptop. I know I'm keeping you, but I'll just move the that's laptop. Right. Uh, that's what, you see the red one there? Oh, wow, yeah. That's another one that was taken out the back. Um, so like painting, yeah, uh, no, it is actually a photograph. Wow, yeah, it does. It looks like a painting. So I there's loads of pictures, loads of pictures on my Facebook page. Cool, cool. Right, let me just have a look at um, the comments before we go. Um, T plus G making will focus on finishing adding shiplap on the shed. May then play with new bandsaw care of Aldi. Mr. <laughs> um, lot due to bad Wi-Fi connection, but we may go to Harrogate. Just email them regarding wheelchair access for Valerie. Um, it's Harrogate's pretty good, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, it does get yeah, Harrogate's very good for wheelchair access. Yeah, it does get very busy. Um, it was quite a crush, wasn't it, mm. that year we went? Um, but, yeah, it should be really good for wheelchair access. Um, so made a quick circle jig today, T plus G making. Also great for shaping the ship lap cladding. Oh, very good. Um, and Andy says you should do a YouTube video about that jig. 
So good. Sounds like lots of making and stuff going on. Yeah, lots of creativity going on, which is what we like to hear. Lots of people getting in the workshops or getting out in the garden, making and building and uh, expressing what they're feeling, what they're thinking and turning it from a dream into reality. Absolutely amazing. Love it. Love it. So on that note, um, and thank you so much to Wayne for joining us tonight. Yes, thank you very much, Wayne. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the invite. It was a pleasure. <laughs> and really interesting, mate. Yeah, really, really interesting. So uh, we shall bid everybody uh, adieu. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to follow me uh, on Twitter at Blind Woodturner. Yeah. Uh, and find out what I do. I'm posting pretty much every day and I've sussed out how to take photographs and include them. Yeah. Uh, and if you can join us tomorrow evening, 7.30 p.m. UK time in the workshop, pushing me luck, see how thin I can get a bowl. Yeah, uh, and that's on the Blindwood Turner channel. Yeah, the Blindwood Turner channel uh, on YouTube tomorrow. So thank you so very much. Yeah, and thanks everybody for joining us. We really appreciate it. And, and please... Uh, don't forget to consider coming on as a guest. Yes, uh, let us know. Have you. And please, 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 please do not be bothered if you have only been making a short time. We don't we don't just want uh, sort of like very experienced, uh, semi-professional uh, artisans. We want rookies. We want everybody. We want everybody. It's a show for everybody. Uh, so, yeah, let's have some rookies. Right. That's us then. So we shall Bye. say good night. Bye. Bye.